the following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast brought to you by the CSPN. I am one half of your host, Jeremy, a.k.a. Black Dante, a.k.a. Confucius, a.k.a. Niggas Against Coworkers, a.k.a. Nini. What knows have you brought this season? And I'm joined by my illustrious partner in crime, the most intelligent person on this damn podcast, my friend and partner. It is your girl, Intense Desire. A.K.A. Cat, your guns are big as shit and you lie from them. A.K.A. <laughs> what time that Rachel had to beat up the goddamn producers? A.K.A. <laughs> oh no, baby, what is you doing? We here. We got you this week. We got some. Gonna give it to him, Jeremy. What we got for the people this week? We got theater. Uh, I cannot we, wait. We got theater. Uh, you can find our podcast on our network at the CSPN. Go to our website, CSPN.us, and click that podcast tab and click Ratchet Ramblings and listen to all of our episodes thus far with all of our wonderful guests and friends. And if you like us, share us with your friends, your foes, your uh, your annoying-ass, little-head-ass cousin, and we and give us a review and a final star, however you listen to us, and we will read it on the air. Um, and listen, got to tell you something. Pastor and co-pastor are not pleased. We ain't got no reviews in a long time. We've been getting ratings, but we ain't been getting reviews. Now y'all, y'all slipping now. You gotta put in on the put in on the collection plate. I know y'all niggas got paid today. I know y'all niggas got paid today. Put some on it. Put some on it. Help co pastor help pastor and co-pastor out. Help us get, get this uh, white folks money. <clears throat> but we'll re- if you give us a review, we'll read it on the air. And if you like our show and all of our other wonderful shows on the CSPN. Go to that Keep Our Podcast Free tab and shop with our sponsors. And every purchase that you make through our website will give the uh, our boss man, uh, CEO, classic material. And he who is Don DeLorente, money to keep the lights on. So you won't have to pay to listen to me sound like some brake pads. And with that, uh, well, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Um, it's been a, we're recording this on Friday. It has been a very heavy week. Um, on social media, a very, well, a very, a very heavy past three weeks, um, and a very heavy day, especially on uh, social media, particularly Twitter today. Um, and we're not gonna go into complete detail, but just know that um, victims of assault, uh, harassment, um, particularly women, we believe you, we love you, we support you, we stand with you, and to men. We just gotta do fucking better, dog. Like that's really the black ass bottom line. Like we ain't no, ain't no, not all men shit. Ain't no performative shit. Like the black ass bottom fucking line is, as a collective, as a whole, we gotta do fucking better. Um, and we are gonna try to provide y'all with a bit of brevity. Um, uh, whenever y'all hear this, give y'all some laughs, help y'all through this, wherever y'all listening to this. Uh, and that's really all I had to say. Candace, if you got anything to add? Uh. <clears throat> 
No, I just want to make the people laugh. I think enough has been said about what's been going on on Twitter. And, you know, I just I just hope that the women who have endured violation at the hands of men who claim to have the safety and interest of women uh, in mind, I hope that they get what they need to start healing and start trying to uh, move past it and not have it destroy their lives and their ability to socialize with people and enjoy people and meet people and things of that nature. Correct. Well said. So with that said, um, and all due diligence to give y'all some laughs, um, nigga, 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 nigga. Like that's how that's how it was. Like you said before, just a bunch of niggas with uh, react with uh, reality TV this week. Cause I mean, where you want to start? Should we start with the big with the big Joker or the return? Should we start there? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and get uh let's go ahead and get Black Ink out the way because um love and hip hop shouldn't take as long because it really wasn't that spicy. Yeah. So and it wasn't and then in more important news, we got the return of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh and and Married to Medicine. I don't know if you watch it, but I do watch it so if any of our listeners watch Married to Medicine <clears throat> and they want um, us to discuss it, then I'm sure Jeremy can watch it. But if nobody wants to discuss it, I'll just watch it on my own and live tweet it um, from my timeline um, most Sundays. So I get on it. I get on it. I, come, I, I ain't going to lie. I'm fucking around and completely forgot we said we were going to add that to the docket. But uh, um, I, have no, I have no problem uh, getting into it. It's like a few seasons in. And I like if you never watched it, you know, I can help you catch up to where they at this season because um, at one point they was they started on Bravo, then they went to another channel, and then they came back to Bravo. So, like, I don't even know if you could find all the seasons on Bravo on demand or something like that. Oh, okay. But if you decide to watch it and you want to get caught up, because last, uh, last season was the best season anyways, and so I do think maybe last season was on Bravo. Hopefully. Okay. So if last season was on Bravo, you should be good money because that's when a lot of the drama started with all the ladies and they and they marriages and what they have going on. Okay. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. But yeah, listen. Oh, oh, oh. and it's Friday and, and so marriage boot camp come on tonight with old oh. ass Peter Guns. Oh nigga, yes. Oh nigga, yes. So woo, we gonna we gonna they they don't blessed us with a whole bunch of ratchet ratchetness and mess all all in our lap and I can't wait. Don't blessed us. Don't blessed us. Gives giving us theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gonna see Peter Guns looking like a fucking slinky. Yeah. That nigga. A dirty, a dirty slinky, like one that's been. You look like. You look like a, you look like a sock that's been left in a haunted house. Okay. okay. Too far? Oh, too soon? Okay. All right. Cool. However, I did not lie. No, you didn't. All right. So uh, with that said, let's uh, whew, let's get into Black King. So I don't, I don't even do we do we get Rufus out the way now or later? Let's let, let's get rid of the elephant in the room because it really is the big thing, and then we could just trickle down to some little shit because everything kind of revolves around this big ass incident. So Cat and Danielle showed up on this goddamn trip, un- unannounced, uninvited, uncoupled. 
Yeah. Real quick, not to cut y'all, real quick, can we just say how Danielle is one of the trashiest friends, quote unquote, ever? She said cat up like a motherfucker. She is a ter- like when I say terrible friend, terrible. Like terrible. terrible. Like that shit is crazy. Like, you gotta say it like Charles Barkley, terrible. Man, terrible. she is a bad friend. She she brought Cat to that retreat with so many people that don't really care for Cat. Not for not Nikki, not Ryan. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So it, it just, she she made it really weird really quickly. Like in all of the uh, confessionals, she's like all this tension. I just can't take it. And I'm like, literally, the only reason there's tension is because nobody knew you were coming. Right. Also, speaking of theater, Bravo, because she had the her ass off. This was this was a goddamn performance by Cash. She it was, was performance. And I initially like the previews didn't show how this was gonna go down well. The previews initially just showed Kat and Rachel down by the rocks talking and shit. But Kat made small talk with Rachel prior to this big reveal that she gave her, like, yeah, so you like it here? You ever been to Mexico? Oh, you like Cabo? I like Cabo too. Like it's it was really, so like, so awkward and fake. And then Rachel was like, I mean, yeah, she cool. Right, right. <laughs> All right. Great. Rachel, Rachel, let's so let's Rachel is one of the most unbothered people I've ever seen on reality TV next to Safari when he was eating salad with his hands when A1 and Lyrica Mama was fighting. Like Rachel, I, I was Rachel, gonna I was gonna put her unbotheredness up there with uh with Emma. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Phaedra too. Phaedra too. Yeah, Phaedra too. <laughs> Evelyn was the first person that came to mind, but yeah, Phaedra too, because goddamn, she was just like... With the spirit, yes. Rachel was just extremely unbothered all the time. So, first off, I'm tired of saying first off, but so they go down for this last night dinner down by the beach with this surf and turf. Ryan is allergic to seafood, but they bring him a steak with lobster on top, and he loses his goddamn mind. Ryan... <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you being you nice. Know, you, you being know, nice. Ryan. That motherfucker. Listen, you being you know, nice. Ryan that motherfucker had a, a he had a whole he had a whole meltdown, and it didn't seem to have shit to do with the lobster being on top of the steak because the guy was like, "Oh, our apologies. We'll go. We're, we're gonna go remake it and just bring you steak." This nigga lost his whole mind over having the, the uh, surf on top of his turf, right. and it, and you just looking at your TV like it's that deep. Really? Like, are you okay? No, the fuck you not okay because you know you sitting there with your gal and the chick that you low-key halfway cheated on her with. Right. We'll get to that later, but yeah. Like, this nigga, hey, this nigga, hey, this nigga, this nigga, Ryan, he had a meltdown, like, when you see a a miscellaneous uh, withdrawal in your bank account and the bank, like, we don't know what happened. That nigga... That nigga had a goddamn nuclear meltdown. Like, see, this is why, listen, light-skinned niggas, uh, listen, light-skinned niggas are like the Targaryens. It's conflict whether they're going to be okay or crazy. And Ryan definitely crazy. That's my Game of Thrones reference for for this evening. Continue. Boy, listen. (laughs) You are becoming a master at getting in your Game of Thrones reference. Look, I I can't let down my girl. Oh, fan, I can't let her die. She was like, look, nigga, you, you slipping. I need a Game of Thrones reference from you at least once a show. And I'm like, you know what? 
I can do that. I can do that. Fan service. But continue with the story, my friend. Yeah, so finally, uh, oh, so while they're at this dinner, Four pulls Nikki to the side and says, hey, I know you've been, we've been, you know, pretty much living together, but we still have our own places. Let's move in together and make it official. Most people would have been like, yes, babe, I'm ready. Nikki goes off on four. Like, I was about to just make myself a key because you was taking too long. Oh, whoa, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought she said she did. I no, she said she was. I'm going to have to rewatch it, but I thought she said she was about to. And four was like, yo, you missing the whole point. And right. she like she like went off like no you missed the point you acting like a kid you blah 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 and for like uh bitch what? <laughs> I just asked you to move in with me not just give you a key but move in and share a space with me nah Nikki is one of those Nikki is one of those people that nothing is enough ever yeah hey that like, nigga that nigga got so frustrated he threw a fucking towel at her. Oh, <laughs> He threw the towel on her head like she was like she was out the game. Right. <laughs> Nigga just benched her and threw the towel on her head. Hey, she hey, she was like uh hey, she just threw a towel. He threw a towel on her like she out the game, like she fucking uh Steve Kerr. <laughs> she was like, get out Steph, sit your ass down. <laughs> like, hey, old school field dancing. Like if you look at all them old Knicks games and field, he just he don't even say shit, he just point. <laughs> oh shit! I was like, look, didn't we say it last week? Like Nikki, uh, and I, as a matter of fact, I think you said it. Nikki is one of those uh, women that has pretty privilege because, like, if she was ugly, wouldn't nobody be putting up with this shit, including four. Did we? Yeah, we I think did. You did. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. <sighs> so, and like, she she went full. Like, like I don't, I don't think I've seen crazy like that in such a condensed time frame in quite some time in reality TV. Cause like she just went full local. I mean, rightfully so. But still, she went full local last week. Like, she, oh. goes full, she goes full local every week. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she'll stay ready all star. Like she, she loses her shit every. Week about something, no matter how small. Last week I was in the grants because get velvet the fuck out of here, but we'll get the hood, man, and get cat the fuck out of here too. But uh, this week it was really uncalled for, and like I'm I'm noticing a trend in in with with two of the men this season, like they're giving it effort, and the women are sabotaging the situation. And funny enough, it's four and Don, and it's Nikki and Ashley constantly sabotaging the relationship with a high level of crazy and avian aerodynamics. Yeah, like giraffe's ass levels of crazy, like just high, high up. Snoop Dogg on a day that ends in wild levels of crazy. Yes, Bow Wow's level of delusion, crazy. All right, that's enough. That's enough. I mean, you didn't lie. When he put himself in the back of the car with Suge Knight. Listen. <laughs> no, oh, did you see the other one the other day when he was like the only president I acknowledge and put in Tupac? Yeah. Well, I, hey, somebody called out to him and like, this is why we clown you. Like, I, look, I don't tell y'all. Look, you listen, you can't you can't respect the nigga who real name sound like bullshit. Just saying. Nigga name is fucking Shad. Shad Moss. <clears throat> 
shit crazy. But so after four and, and Nikki have this the most random argument over her getting her way. Right. Yo, how you mad you got your way? <laughs> what? Hey, it just hit you though. It just hit me. Like nigga, she got her way and you still mad. Nigga, you won. What you do? <laughs> hey, he like look. He look one week, one week she like, I wanna move in. Like what what are we talking about? Like what what like I I, I should y'all already be moved in. Weeks later, he like, all right, you know what? You can go ahead and move in. We can have this living space together. Oh, well, I was gonna get a key anyway. He like, uh, what? Like, are you okay? No, the fuck you not okay, nigga. Like, what you doing? What? I, what? Woo, <laughs> she is. She is. Uh, Nikki is something else. But uh, so speaking of four, so four gay four was the one that finally told Cobra. The truth about Velvet, and he explained it in the most niggerish ass of ways. So, one thing I can say is, I really do think that Four and Don like Cobra as a person. Correct. Like, I feel like a lot of the backlash Cobra got last season was because Van was keeping shit going, and now that he, like, Whenever, like now that he's not around, most times Cobra is around. The shop loves Cobra. Yeah. Well, Van and I mean, Four and Don love Cobra, yeah. and so Four like, hey, hey sis, let's go in the kitchen and make some drinks. Nigga, like, so we was at the strip club, and I could have got the pussy, and she <laughs> like, dude, what? Now, mind you, the craziest part about this is that Cobra is white as shit, right? <laughs> She don't have right. no idea what these niggas is trying to say. These these really super hood ass Chicago niggas like if I wanted the pussy, I could have got the pussy. Like got got the pussy. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, what? What are you, what are you trying to say? Hey, she went full. She went full white woman. <laughs> she went. She went full. Let me talk to your manager. Hey, she went full pumpkin spice latte. Oh shit! I'm like, wait, uh. Okay, and so when she finally found out, I didn't think Cobra would have the backbone to do it, but she pretty much told Velvet to get out. Essentially. I ain't gonna lie, I was proud of Cobra. I would. I was really proud of Cobra because um, a lot of times, so Velvet preys on women, and it sucks, but like the type of woman Velvet is, she'll prey on women or men. And she basically picked up on the fact that Cobra didn't really have no support system. So she could, you know, make her feel like she like she like fucking her and then make her feel like she the only one there for her and then use her. You know, she got some TV time and some other shit and net but you sitting up here telling her coworkers like, Dang my woman. Right. Cool or whatever. She like a typical nigga. That's the shit that bothered me. It was like typical nigga shit. It really was. Like, she really was. Hey, remember how um, on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, how Shooter was about the thing with um, him and uh, old girl that uh, looked like a Banjo Kazooie? With, yeah. with the one with Stephen A. Smith hairline? He was like, shit, fuck it, tell her. That's how Velvet was. She was like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what you want me to say? And I, I felt so bad for Cobra. I, I felt so bad. Like, I felt bad that she was embarrassed like that and used like that. Because she deserved that. No, nah, I think she really liked Cobra. I think um, 
she really was stepping out of her comfort zone and trying to embark on a full-fledged relationship out the closet. Like, because I know we joke about it. I feel like Cobra and I, let me, let me say this. We don't joke about Cobra sexuality as if something is wrong with it or we don't, we don't mean it in a demeaning way, but you could definitely tell that Cobra has identified as a lesbian for a lot of her life and was just scared to come out and say so. But I feel like with Velvet, I feel like she picked the wrong person to try to do the right thing with. Like she, like she seemed to really want a girlfriend and and live her, live out in the open and live in her truth. And Velvet was just looking for some TV time and some singles. It's right, right. I like to. I just, I, just, I feel so bad for Cobra because she been the seasons punching bag pretty much all season, and like I, I just, I, I really felt bad for her. Like I, I really did. Uh. But yeah, I mean, shout out to uh, shout out to Ford for uh, telling her it was just the most nigga ad, like nigga. It was like Ebonics three thousand, like nigga. <laughs> it was the most nigga. It was the most nigga ass information out of her. But I, I was happy that he told her because some somebody had to, somebody had to, somebody that really like you said genuine, genuinely like her because I think like you said I think Ford and Don like. Probably some of the only ones that genuinely really like her, and like, I was, I was happy that they told her because it needed to be said. Truth needed, what, well, the truth needed to uh, be be exposed, and you know she, uh, they never got the fuck up out of here. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't know Cat personally, but I'm pretty sure her favorite song is "Hello, Barbara, This is Shirley," because. That's what she was channeling the whole goddamn time she was there. And when she came and talked to fucking Rachel. And <laughs> 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 hey, she, she sounded like a, a old, like a 70s Dirty Mecca song. Like, nigga. <laughs> hey, hey, you know that Bobby Womack song, I Wish I wish He Didn't Trust Me So Much? That was Cat Book. Hey, you <laughs> stupid. Did I lie? No, Did I lie? Did. My <clears throat> It also could be that I'm almost halfway through this bottle of wine, but you know, bear with me. Oh, <laughs> we just speak, wait, speaking of Danielle, so we just go, we gotta briefly address how they just snuck Terrence the fuck up in there. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, why they clown Terrence for always walking in like he got? <laughs> hey, hey, he do, he always, he always making an old. I am here, peasants, as interest. <laughs> he definitely do. He definitely, he definitely walk in like, uh, like, uh, like he always in like rap squat uh, mode. He always walk in like that. Yeah, it look mad frail while doing Dude, it, nigga. Hey, when you you all saw that flashback when the uh, they flashback to when him and Ryan got into it and Ryan was standing next to him looked like a linebacker and like a a a fourteen year old. Which is crazy because Ryan mad small. Yeah. 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 She yeah, she snuck him in and Kat was pissed, like, you bring me to a couple's trip and I'm the only person here that's not in a couple. Like, well, bitch, yo bad. <laughs> right. Hey, Danielle is the is the is the I don't I don't it's kinda like a corn flip, but I don't know who Messi is. Danielle or Charmaine. Uh probably Danielle. Yeah, I think after this stunt she pulled, I think I think it's safe to say it's Danielle. Cause goddamn, I mean just goddamn. 
Just let that girl out there to dry. Hey, she dead ass was like, hey, she looked at Kelp. She looked at Cat like, bye bye, bitch. Like, nigga, you are a horrible friend. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Worst friend of the year. Hands down. Hands down. Uh, so, uh, so. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, more or less let you shut up because I know you uh, want to drag Cat for Phil. So the scene with her and Rachel uh, when they snuck off to the uh, to that little to that little cold when Ryan walked off mad at the, at the fucking food. I'm gonna just shut up and let you go because I know you want to drag Cat for Phil. I don't really want to drag her for Phil, but I don't like have truths in a situation like that to make yourself look like the victim. And the honest to god truth is. Um, Kat had an opportunity to go to LA, start her own, start her own business. She got in a new relationship. She drug her ass back to Chicago to get into some shit. That's my problem with Kat. I do understand that possibly Ryan led her on, uh, prior to him getting back with Rachel and telling her, you know, that he had feelings for her. And for that, I do believe Ryan is a scumbag. <clears throat> Because the moment that he decided he was going to get back with Rachel, he should have been honest with Kat. Not even on some lover shit, but since they had always been friends, and at one point in time, if you look at previous seasons, he referred to Kat as like a little sister. So right, if y'all right. behind was on some deep shit like that, there is no reason that you shouldn't have been honest with Kat about getting back with Rachel and still admiring and, and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Valuing their friendship. Yes. And so... <clears throat> Um, Kat comes back to the cabin, manages to wander into the bathroom with Ryan in the shower, and something transpired. I don't think it was full-fledged sex. I feel like they were either kissing or she was she was giving Ryan oral sex. But for her to spin it like they fucked and she has never definitively said, we hooked up at the cabin, it's always meant we basically hooked up. Like, we pretty much hooked up. Like, either you fucked or you didn't. Like, that's my thing with that. Either you and Ryan had sex or y'all were about to have sex. Draw the line in the sand and be honest about it because Kat is making it seem like she has been Ryan's mistress all her goddamn life. 12, 12 years of Rufus. So, hey. So far? Okay, cool. However, I did not. But, in my defense, in my defense, it's not the worst thing I've seen in my defense. It's not in your defense. It's, it's really not. But she, so her going and talking to Rachel and like not, and then she made a comment after Rachel and Ryan got up and she was like, I told her what she needed to know. <laughs> what? <laughs> so basically you did not tell the truth because what somebody needs to know and the truth can be two completely different things. You told her what you thought would send her over the edge and make her go off on Ryan. And and she and again she looked um bothered as fuck. Yeah, she did. And Ryan came, Ryan came back over like, what the fuck is this? I'm telling the truth, Ryan. He like, what truth? And I like that was a scumbag line from the heart. That's how you know Ryan was a piece of shit in the situation. Cause the nigga was like, what truth you telling? Nigga, the truth for y'all was doing something in that goddamn bathroom that you need to admit to. Right. Cause uh, I, like here's the here's the thing like. I we definitely like you said like Cat is more than likely embellishing what exactly to what extent of like 
you know, if they fucked or not or whatever. But that don't negate the fact that whatever it was, it was some shit that Ryan and you, Ryan should have been doing because you ain't his woman. So something something happened. And like you said, that was a classic scumbag move. Like, what truth? Uh, nigga, of the truth of whatever happened was some shit that happened with someone that's not racial, and that's a problem. I agree. Uh, and, and then he said it so casually, too. Like, like <laughs> you, man, it's like everybody went full shooter. He was like, well, shit, fuck it. What, what truth? I mean, what, what, what is it? I mean, you tell me. Like, nigga, are you okay? What the fuck? They, so he grabbed Rachel's hand and they go upstairs. <laughs> um, and so this is where I get a little confused because so Rachel's Rachel's even temper led me to believe one or two things. One, either she Ryan fed her some piece of a bullshit story about what happened in that cabin and or two, she just didn't want to let Kat see her sweat. And I think it I, I want to lean towards one, but then kind of two. But how can you lean towards two when the whole cast heard her wild out and beat the producer ass anyways? My nigga, she flipped the fuck out. Even before we get up there, like when the camera was following her and Ryan, she was like, get the fucking camera out my face. We, I'm not playing with you. Like, right. because from the preview that they showed last week, we all thought that she was going off on either Cat or Ryan. These right. niggas Together, her and Ryan, these niggas fighting the fucking producer. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Right. Which so I feel like I feel like Ryan told Rachel that him and Cat was drunk and they had like some little some little kiss. Right. I thought he mentioned none of the details about them being in the bathroom, pretty much butt ass naked, and him talk about if his dick come out, it's staying out. Like I do think he left out a lot of details. I agree. And so when Kat told her, she was just kind of like, at first she was like, okay, like, bitch, I know. And then, like, you could see the real the realization start to hit her eyes that more than what Ryan told her went on. And then she rushed, they rushed upstairs to fight with the producers. I'm talking about they was knocking niggas out left and right. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, and shit. <laughs> look, I thought, and, look, I thought this had turned into... I thought that uh, shit was Holyfield and Tyson. Niggas was just in there. I thought Ryan was gonna bite the nigga ear off. Right. He called that nigga by his government name. You ain't got no balls now, Rashid. Like, right. Oh, that nigga. Oh, that nigga. His whole, his whole government, his whole name Rashid, that his mom gave him. Cause you know Rashid, nicknamed She called that nigga Rashid. Oh, right. so you don't have no balls now, Rashid? Like what? Oh, look, look, sounded out that sounded out that motherfucker to the T, to the syllable. Listen. So, Look, that's how you know you mad. When a motherfucker pronounce your whole name with the syllable, because you know black folks will slur some shit in a minute, but when a motherfucker pronounce your whole ass name correctly with the syllable, that's how you know a nigga mad. So, in all of that, it showed me that most people don't know what they sign up for when they get on reality TV, because even the reality TV produces a lot of your face and still invite extra drama. Like, they fucking knew Cat was coming. They planned for Cat to come. There was no way Kat was not going to come while Ryan and Rachel was there. So regardless if they told them that Kat wasn't coming or what the fuck ever, they knew Kat was coming. And Ryan and Rachel was naive as fuck for believing that they was not going to set it up so that it could be theater. Because that's exactly what they did. They set that shit up so that that drama, it went off, it was like a time bomb. Right. 
And, and you know what the what the crazy thing was? Listen, I know we give her a lot of shit for being messy as fuck and deservedly so, but if someone can please go back and like either meme or uh Jif uh Charmaine's face, nigga. I was fucking howling. She she turned around and was like, Ooh. Like for once, that was the first time I legit have seen Charmaine stunned by some mess. You know, love mess. So for a motherfucker that love mess to be stunned by mess, that was when I was like, oh shit. Like like shit is real. Yeah. Yeah, I think it got very real. And and like Ryan and Rachel was pretty much like, y'all knew she was coming, y'all didn't say nothing. Y'all let us walk into this blind. You let us look stupid and have to expose our relationship issues on TV. And it's just kind of like, not to be funny, but every other couple on the show, relationship issues end up on the show. You not no different. I know, right? Like, I mean, do, do we not see what Don and uh, Don and yeah, Ashley? Yeah, you don't get to call the shots on that, especially when you doing shit that will make for good TV drama. Like, I'm not even being funny. But had him and Kat not been in that bathroom together, it wouldn't even been no storyline this season for that. Pretty much. Because no, nobody would have cared about what happened before him and Rachel got back together. Everybody cares about him and Kat being in that bathroom, possibly about the fuck, while him and Rachel together. Right. Like, that is, that is, that is what reality TV is for. It is for theater. That's exactly what it's for. So... And then, I mean, like, look, and then, listen, and then, like, According, like, like you said, like initially we was kind of like we didn't like uh, we was like cat. I mean, not cat, but Rachel probably looked so unbothered because we were like Ryan probably told her something ahead of time. But from the previews, they having a conversation and the sit down, and Rachel's like, "Nigga, apparently you didn't tell me everything." So like, you can't, hey man, you can't be be special and like not. Everybody else drama on the on some jam screen, but you don't want yours on there, especially when you doing shit. To be in drama, like that's on you, Ryan. <clears throat> I mean, again, like Cat, you know, this is not to excuse Cat, you know, at all. But shit, Ryan, I mean, hey, that's that's you egg on your face. I'm talking about yeah. that nigga. That nigga went ballistic. I thought that nigga turned super saiyan. Like I said, I thought he was gonna bite him like how Goku bit Freezer tail when they fought. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, shit, shit got real. <laughs> but uh. Whew. So, uh, also by the preview next week, I think they're gonna go back to the it, it on skip forward in time where they back in Chicago and cat cat gonna fucking confide in Van and like what <laughs> what what how of all the niggas talk to you gonna talk to fat ass Van of all the niggas to confide in cat you gonna talk to built like a van. Of all the niggas. That's how you know Cat don't want to win. Because she finna fucking confide in a nigga that if he shrugged too fast, he would die. Like, what? Are you okay? No, the fuck you not okay, Cat. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just trying. I'm also trying to figure out why Charmaine had an opinion when she was, when she walked into being Don's side chick, eyes wide open until Ashley broke that shit up. Cause Don, let's let's be honest. Don and Ashley was fucking everywhere the first season. Until I mean, Don and uh, Charmaine was fucking everywhere the first season. Until uh, Ashley broke that shit up. Yeah. And then Charmaine feelings got hurt. Yeah. 
And like I would say, don't keep it. Uh, I mean, let's keep it on funky. You know, Ashley still don't feel fully, uh, fully really fuck with them like that. So, you know, I mean, yeah, that that yeah, you know, well, you know, Charmaine is is a goofy. So you know, short term is. Yeah. Yep. But then before we get up off Black Ink, because I think we covered all the big shit, and I can't wait till next week to see what's going on. Because apparently, Lily invite the nigga with the long hair to the shop. Oh, and Junior <laughs> gonna be fighting. Uh. Cat runs the van to tell him all the tea, and Van like, okay, I don't give a fuck. I almost fucked you too, and <laughs> I forgot about that part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ashley, um, Ashley, listen, get Ashley off my TV. Like, I understand. <clears throat> Let me first say, Ashley's the worries that Ashley had. A lot of pregnant women have. I had them while I was pregnant. Like, especially when I. This is my. The, you know. London's my first, and <clears throat> you know, I was nervous and I was high risk. So, there were a couple times where, like, I had gotten used to feeling her kicking, and then she wouldn't be kicking. And, like, one time I was really nervous, and so I just called my OB, and she was like, Come in, we'll do an ultrasound, then we'll monitor her heart rate and her fetal movement for about 20 minutes. Boom, that was it. And, I, like, OBs know. OBs and the nursing staff know that this is common, that moms have this, you know, these worries while they're pregnant. And so <clears throat> you can go into any uh, maternity ward, like if it's after hours, if it's during business hours, you can go to your OB even without an appointment, without an appointment, say, hey, I haven't been feeling the baby kick. I'm nervous. Can you do a quick ultrasound and, and you know, fetal heart rate monitor? They do it. Right away, if, if it's closed, you can go to a, a delivery ward, like a maternity unit, because, you know, they, they monitor the baby's heart rate and stuff before it's time for you to actually give birth. So seeing Ashley sit her ass on that couch the whole episode complaining about not feeling the baby kick, and then she called Don like three times, baby, what Don going to do for you in Cabo? Right. I understand you want him to know, but you could have left a message, hey, Don, I'm not feeling well. The ba- I don't feel the baby moving. My brother's about to take me to the uh, to the hospital. Please give me a call as soon as you get this. Like, yeah. her, brother, her brother that was there, like, he was just like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, he was just, she was just, she, she was a lot. She is a lot. She is a lot. And, like, when it comes to, like, stuff about women's body, and especially with Ashley and this pregnancy, I usually defer to you because you have way more knowledge and experience dealing with this kind of stuff I do. But she, yes, London. Hey, London, how you doing? <laughs> she got to make her, her, uh, her appearance. Yeah, she know she got to make her weekly appearance. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, like I was saying, I usually def- I defer to you about that kind of stuff, but she just seemed like a lot. Like, it was just... Like, she, she is really obnoxious all the time. In the next episode, she is um like, she's like talking to Don like a kid, like, where the fuck was you? And the baby wasn't moving, and blah blah blah, and it's just like sis, sis. I love it. That is some cold blooded shit to do to somebody, especially when nine times out of ten, if you out the country, most times when you out the country, you cut your phone off unless you're about to make a call, or if you're on Wi-Fi because you're not about to pay international roaming charges. Correct. So. Like that shit ain't free. No, it ain't free. So I highly understand. Why his phone was probably going to voicemail. Two, if nothing happened to the baby, why are you trying to put that type of fear in him to hurt him? 
right, and to prove a point. Like, at, the one thing I noticed about Ashley, she's real spiteful. Like, even when she's getting what she wants, she's still spiteful. And that is so ugly to me. <clears throat> like, yeah, that's uglier, uglier than her wigs. Uh, <laughs> what Curtis call her fake ass Pedro? Yes. <laughs> she really is though. She that's why her and um that's why her and Nikki are like the 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 uh the the, the bird wonder tw twins. Like they one they 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 two sides of the same coin. But yeah, she yeah. does she is she is so much. She's so much and so little all at the same time. Uh, but yeah. I think that's, that's that's it for uh for black ink. So yeah, that's it for Black Ink. Uh, Love hip hop. Go to hip -hop get, uh, yeah, get hip hop out the way. Yeah, because it was it was kind of dry. Um, <laughs> so you want to start with uh, you want to start with uh, you want to start with Super Russian Spy Judy? <laughs> no, -uh. I want to get this off my chest first. You're not gonna find another Cardi B, Mona. Listen. So stop casting three off-brand Cardi Bs. Listen. Marshall's card. We don't need that old ass chick with the uh blue hair. I can't even think her name. Anais. Yeah, we don't like Anais is a is a off brand old unhappily married Cardi B. We don't need her. Like Shit, I was gonna take it stuff further. Like she's an off brand Jocelyn. Yeah, even even that. We we don't need Anais. We don't need uh <clears throat> Whatever doll. I don't even know what type of doll she is. <laughs> Dream doll. <laughs> kind of doll. Barbie doll. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Dream doll. Like when she was practicing her performance, she looked, her stripper kick was mad stiff. Ooh, don't see it. Give Safari a, a dating show because he's bopping from love and hip hop series to series looking for a goddamn girlfriend. And he is fucking hilarious. Give him, give him and Jock their own spinoff shows, damn it. For the love of, for the love of Safari and Jock or some shit, because Jock, yeah. because Safari really serves no real purpose. He doesn't bring any real drama to the show. He's kind of like a male version of what Keisha Cole is. Safari's never really in no drama. He never really got no deep shit going. The the yeah. crux of his drama when he was in Hollywood. Was when he wanted to have a threesome with Rosa and Nikki. Yeah, that was the that was the of the drama that he brought to the show, which is nothing, because a lot of niggas would have a threesome would want to have a threesome with Nikki and Rosa. So it was just kind of like, eh, you know, yeah. you know, he's he's never really going to get cutthroat and discuss his dealings with Nicki Minaj. So <clears throat> that's not something we could ever expect to look forward to. So it's just kind of like give him a dating show. He deserves that. He's funny. You know, kind of like how Flavor Love was. Like, Flavor Love was ugly as shit, but he was charming on his dating show, and it was funny to watch. Give Correct. Safari. I feel like a, a flavor of Safari would, would be, you know, a Safari of Love would be good. So, safari of Love, I like it. That might yeah. that may or may not be the showtime. And uh, what's the other little shit we could get out the way before we go, before we skip on over to uh, Inspector Judy? Uh, get Bree, get uh, Bree the broke and Bianca the fuck up out of here. I'm very tired of uh, I'm very tired of Spy versus Spy. You remember on Mad TV on Spy versus Spy with the black spy and the white spy that looked just yes. like. <laughs> yes. The hell is wrong with you? 
Speaking of, I miss Mad TV. That was my that was that was my show. I miss Mad TV. I miss Mad TV for shit like Stewart. I yeah. miss Mad TV for things like lowered expectations. Yes. Lowered expectations. I miss Mad TV for he looking like a man. <laughs> Which was so problematic but so funny. So um but yeah, like they really just fighting the fight because they don't have no real storyline. Nobody wants to hear their music. They look alike. They dress alike. They wear similar weaves. They don't really have a purpose, so they got to fight each other. Right. With them it's like, horrible, with them horrible ghost in the shell ass weaves. Well, them wigs be terrible. Trash. Absolute trash. Like, it's what? almost like, is these costume wigs? Right. <laughs> right. Like it's like Mona, this what Mona, you couldn't fit this in the budget? God damn. Yeah, it's really bad. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. But yeah, she I'm with I want Mona to get like she Mona is trying so hard to find another party in the show. Cause like Anais, like she first of all, first, look, first of all First of all, Anais sound talk like she got peanut butter on her tongue at all times. That's number one. Number two, her wigs are trash. Oh no, she do talk like her mouth thick. Like she do. Like she what's do. In your, Are you eating slices of bread, bitch? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I sound. Like she, hey, like she just got a mouthful of garlic garlic bread. Yeah. It's like, what is, is everything okay, sis? Right. No, the fuck it ain't. Shoot that goddamn sandwich. Shoot, right. Shoot the sandwich, anime. She sound like she be eating bologna sandwiches with nothing to drink. Right. Hey, bolo- hey she sound like she be dr- uh, eating bologna sandwiches and sunbeam. Hey, okay. Too far? Okay. All right. I'll like, tell. She be drinking, like she be drinking an off-brand Sunny D. What that shit called? Tampico? Yeah, Tampico. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I know Anais drink Tampico because she old as shit, too. You know the old auntie who want to be young and got a fridge full of Tampico? Mm-hmm. Hey, a fridge full of, hey, a fridge full, refrigerator full of Tampico and red wine. That shit ain't even called orange juice. What is it called? Citrus drink. Yes. The fucking citrus drink. Y'all better get up off me. That shit be 99 cents. For three gallons. Right. Value pack. Value pack. You can get you a whole... You can get you a whole uh twelve pack of that shit for like for like one ninety eight. Pretty much, yeah. But uh, hey, I don't. Let's just let's go to this because we also got to touch on Mariah Lynn and uh Cisco. Uh, listen, 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 listen. I look, look when we get to that. Just, just, just I, listen. When we get to that, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I just gotta. I, I got a rant, but go ahead. Let, let's let's get to it. Let's go. So, first off, I don't feel sorry for Yandy, and may she have to rot and shit where Judy is concerned, because Judy is doing no more to Yandy than she did to Mendeecee's other baby mamas when Mendeecee's was not in jail. She terrorized his baby mamas. She allowed her other kid, the girl, the, the stud to terrorize the baby mamas and talk crazy to them. And so now that the baby mamas are not in the picture and Mendeecee's in jail, 
they got to keep a storyline because Judy pop up at every situation dressed for prom. <laughs> hey, Judy be showing up. Hey, Judy be showing up to every function dressed like the oldest tenured teacher at the ball in school. Like the old, the old science teacher that done been there twenty, that been there thirty five years. That's how Judy dressed. Yeah, she do. Hey, Judy dressed like um. Like she dressed like a widow who's going on the first on the on the first date in a long time. That's like a, she show up every she show up everywhere in a, a wrap dress with her titties out and some cheap makeup on. Like Judy, where is you going, baby? You doing all this to check up on Yandy? Hey, she dress. Hey, she dress. <laughs> hey, she dress like she got a, a fall collection of white diamonds. She probably do be wearing white diamonds. I know she do. You you, are, you know you already know. I I'm under no delusion. That Judy be up here in white diamond, white yeah. diamond, white diamond and kitten heels. I know she had on some kitten heels, so she showed her ass up. Well, she called, she spoke to Mendeecees and told him what happened, and she definitely put a lot of sauce on it. And Mendeecees is mad at Yandy, and now Judy is breaking up their spiritual marriage. But you, what the hell is wrong with you? She breaking up their spiritual marriage. But now they hold the matrimony. Yeah, the the vows they made before God and not the court of law. <laughs> so Yandy is launching like some cosmetic line. I got one more joke. Wait, I got one more joke. <laughs> the vows they inscribed with two Corinthians. Bye. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> She's like showing up to Yandy's cosmetic line. First of all, don't buy one of goddamn cosmetics by Yandy. Goddamn bundles don't even be good. You think somebody you think somebody finna put your makeup on their goddamn face? You beat me too, because I'm damn sure I'm about to say <laughs> Oh shit. Hey, why are we why are we bullshit though? Hey, what if hey, what if we, they do come out with Yandy do come out with a line of bundles? Nigga, I will burn everything about it. Right. So, I'll write a I'll write a strongly worded white woman love. No, Yandy do got a hairline. How? She definitely do got a hairline. I, yeah. I, I see what the fuck you did. <laughs> no, I'm serious. She does. She has a line of of weave. Like I've seen her advertise it on Instagram before. Who is buying that shit? Women like her, whiteies. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, remember she did that damn Instagram video with the fucking shirt? <laughs> yes, the white shirt. Yeah. That's why I don't feel sorry for her now. Keep that same energy. Keep you that the white. Same you the white. Hey. You gotta deal. You gotta deal with the with the mom in law and all of that when when shit is not on your side. Hey, you are absolutely right, and I don't feel sorry for her. It was fucking hilarious that like when uh Judy was going through like this whole spiel about how Candy, I mean not Candy, how Yandy dressing provocatively and then VH1. I, on the one thing that VH1 does do right, and I'll give and Mona does, and I will give them that is like they will pull receipts. And like the whole time Judy going into this field with her 135 teeth in her mouth, they pulled them pictures that she was talking about, and <laughs> Judy said she was dressed provocatively. Nigga, you ever had on red? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Judy, this ain't 1971. What you doing? Right. Oh, we gotta we gotta shout out our our, our our fave, our new king, Jonathan. Oh well, first of all, yeah, 
I still can't believe Judy bought that ugly ass sweater to that event. And her titties were showing more than goddamn Yandy's was. Which was the which was the what which was the the most hilarious of irony. But continue. I yeah. was like, okay, yeah. But Jonathan is one well dressed, attractive, not loud and obnoxious gay man, and I fucking loved it. Like I loved seeing him there. And Juju always walk in looking like a glass of goddamn dark chocolate milk. Listen, listen, you saw how that nigga, listen, you saw how Jonathan's skin was glistening, nigga? Glistening. I was like, nigga, what kind of butter did you use and how can I get some? Yeah, Jonathan was looking like a, he was looking like a, like a god. The suit, well tailored, all of that. Look, just looked amazing. Look, he, he definitely did. Yeah, I was with it. And like I'm, you said, I'm always ready to see Juju. She looks so, she is so gorgeous. That yeah. is a beautiful, woman and then when she be speaking spanish i'll be like Whoo! i'll be ready to roll my r's when i start talking <laughs> like juju is freaking gorgeous yeah. yes you gorgeous too get off that Definitely. yeah yeah so that's like i was like okay like judy in every scene that's because she's trying to get them the check that mendici's not getting while he in jail I know Hilarious. that man came in DC's while he ain't no goddamn jail. Hilarious. Hey, look, that damn sweater that Judy brought, I was like, nigga, is nigga, we still in slavery? Like, what is going on? I was, yeah, I was like, child Judy by a girl. What the fuck you got? Look, that must have been like, look, she, that was, that look, that damn sweater <laughs> she brought, it was like, that must have been like the first sweater that they let a black woman have after reconstruction. Yeah. That shit, that shit crazy. I was, but like, she, Hey, you right. Do the damn to do new storyline. Like I, I, I do agree with you. Like I don't feel sorry for Yandy at all. Like at this point, this whole shit, I'm just laughing at how ridiculous Judy is, but while also not feeling sad for Yandy because this is what you signed up for, beloved. Yep. This is exactly what you signed up for. You want to be the wifey? You got to uh, deal with Tiffy. Judy Teeth, no, they big. Look, I, I'm, Judy I'm, look like she got a pack of chiclets in her goddamn mouth. <laughs> I don't know if any of my listeners have ever seen the movie Dennis the Menace with Walter Matthau when Dennis broke his dentures and replaced the two front teeth with two chiclets. Oh my God, that's how Judy Teeth looked to me. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I mean, you did lie. You did. I did not lie. First of all, Dennis the Menace is one of my favorite movies and cartoons and, and, and of all time. Like, I loved Dennis the Menace as a kid. And when that movie came out in like the early 90s or whatever, you couldn't tell me shit. I had the VHS. I watched that movie to the goddamn VHS popped. Hey, that's how you know you really love the movie. Because I don't yes. get that shit. Uh, same, like, with, uh, same with uh, not Matilda, uh, Madeline, the little French French orphan. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I feel you. That, that, is, that is a classic. I feel you. Classics. But yes. And so that's like Judy is ridiculous. She is. And like I say again, I don't feel sorry for Andy at all, but I am. Like pleasantly, I, I'm enjoying this ridiculousness that Judy has given us because it is ridiculousness. <laughs> I, I just I don't feel sorry for Andy. It, I I do not feel sorry for Andy. Like I said, like when it, when the shoe was on the other foot, she didn't care. She knew right. Judy was being ridiculous with Medici's other baby right. mamas and treating them any old kind of way, and now she's treating her like that, and uh, she don't like it. She exactly. wants Judy to relax. Right. Judy, right. relax. Why are you doing this? Why are you causing problems with me and your son? Because you and Judy caused problems with so many other people. 
Exactly. Like you, like you, like you, you went, you went to I mean, DC's other baby mama's bundle to bundle, and had Judy as an accomplice with her side, with her and her side teeth. And now, when when the shark, when the shark is on, is uh, biting back, now you mad. Exactly. So Child, keep keep doing what you're doing, Judy. Wreak havoc, okay? For yeah. the next for the next six seven years, do that because that's right. how much longer Mendeecey got in jail. By the time Mendeecey's get out of jail. Either love and hip hop don't have a whole brand new goddamn cast, or it's not gonna be on. Period. Right. By the time, listen. By the time, by the time, by the time in DC to get out of jail, we might have some indictments in the Trump administration. Pretty much. So there's that. Amazing. But uh, hey, why is Mariah Lynn still making music? First of all, first first of all, why is Mariah Lynn still on love and hip hop? I mean, let's let's get to the let's get to the nitty gritty of it. Like, what, why is she still a thing? Heavy apples. Because uh, I, like, nigga, this is not, th- this is a long past time from not too long ago I was a hoe. And a minute and all that shit, like, that, that was a, you know, cute little love and hip-hop bop or whatever, but nigga, it's been years. We don't need it anymore. What are you doing? Abort mission, Mona. Stop it. Please. From a young thug's heart, please. And like, not you know you know what you know what on top of the fact that Mariah Lynn has run her course her goddamn wigs nigga her wigs you know a white woman in wigs that bad is so confusing to me right it's a, like, like it's like really like why like right. I know like and you know white women got like fine hair and shit and I'm be- I'm pretty sure it ain't like in a protective style I know her edge is fucked up oh, wigs just rubbing all that thin ass hair right on out. You know, you know, you know who wigs look like in a racket war zone. You already know. Goddamn wigs look like Afghanistan. I'm taking bombs over Baghdad. Right. So I just don't. I, I don't like. That's what I'm saying. Like Mona, like you. I know you got. I know you got money in the budget for some better wigs. I know you do. What you doing, Mona? Please, Mona, the poet, the prophet. What you doing? At least give us some better wig. That's all I'm asking. That's all you yep. Better person, they literally had to give Mariah Lynn a boyfriend to make her storyline interesting, so her boyfriend could be uh, beefing with DJ Self. Like you know how you know how low in life you've gotten when you trying to compete with DJ Self. First of all, listen. Do you know how infuriated I was watching this and actually siding with Self, Self, because this nigga James. Was doing the fucking most. Hey, nigga took the mic out Mariah Lynn hand at her own listening party. At, you, you took the mic at your own woman's listening party because you threatened by self. Self. Hey, I how when self cut his mic off. Listen, that is the kind of petty I can appreciate. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. Hey. Hey, that's 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 some executive level pity, I, and I do appreciate that. Hey, self was like, oh, self was like, who you finna try? I bet it ain't me. Who bitch, it ain't me. Exactly. That was hey. a, that was a great that was a great moment on the. <laughs> I cut off, nigga. Like, oh, y'all cut my mic off. Like, what? Fucking right. Like we said this before. Like, if you if you my friend, my lover, whatever, don't embarrass me at my goddamn event. Like, this is supposed to be your woman. Don't embarrass me 
and 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 try to steal my shine at my goddamn event, boy, I will stab you. What are you doing? Yeah. And James is a drug dealer, and we gonna stop acting like he's an up and coming rapper. That's like that's what I'm not about to put up with. Cause I don't know no <laughs> up and coming rappers driving Lamborghinis and shit. Like either that shit is rented or you selling drugs, but you're not finna tell me you know up and coming rapper. Like and I ain't never heard you on a song. One of the two. Like nigga, you this nigga was threatened by self. Self. Nigga was about to have a pissing match with DJ Self. How low in life do you have to be to feel threatened by self? A nigga that look like a nigga that looks and is built like a glazed honey bun. Self. Nigga built like a wheat hamburger bun. He did all right. Okay. Oh, I didn't like. He, you know what he looked like? He looked like he looked like those like those like round glade air fresheners that you get in the dollar store. Yeah, the cheap ones. Yeah, the ones that don't even like hey, the ones that don't even be having name brand sense, motherfuckers. A big ass, a big, a big ass round, round uh. Freesia. Yes, yes, that's what he built like. Powder scent. Right. <laughs> Floral. Right, exactly. That's what the nigga built like, and this and James up here built like this nigga like is a is a fucking tight end in the NFL, and he's just threatened by self and just sensitive as hell for no reason. For no reason, this nigga, hey, this nigga said self is a nobody, and while in the bigger picture, yes, self is definitely a nobody. Uh, nigga, we know self. Who the fuck is you? <laughs> self is a nobody. You are no nobody. Right. <laughs> Like if self is a nobody, nigga, you don't, you are, you don't exist. You are a non-entity. Exactly. Like nigga, you are Adam. Like what you, what are we doing? Like what's, what's going on here? I just, I don't, I just, I just don't know. Like, like tell me what's good. What's going on? Like what, how, what is your life about? Well, you are feeling attacked by self. Hey, that nigga was like, hey, that nigga was like, was like I'm literally shaking right now. I am triggered by DJ Self. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <clears throat> I think that's I think that's it for um love I think that's hip -hop. it for hip hop. It's time. It is time. It is time. It is Did time. I time. It's time. We've been waiting on it all year. All year. Are you not entertained? Real Housewives of Atlanta is back. With Woo! the theater. London laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, first off, let me like so this first episode wasn't super entertaining. Correct. But the previews of what's to come. Woo! Yes. First off, how how is Kenya having marriage problems already yeah. in this season? Listen, from listen, how you have marriage problems from the preview? From the preview. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Let me. I gotta take it one step further. I do feel like a lot of Kenya's issues stem from her family because the fact that you ran off to elope and your father found out on the blogs. Like, even if you wanted to elope, you should. You could have called and say, "Hey, Dad, me and my whatever her husband name is. Like, we're eloping. I just want to be the first to tell you." And blah blah blah, but you went off and eloped and had an actual ceremony without your family, without your father there. That is weird as fuck to me. Yeah, it really is. Like I feel like 
like the whole time, like I'm not even being funny, but like the whole time we going through this field of Kenya's uh, marriage or her man or whatever, I'm like, this sounds like an episode of Catfish. She was calling the nigga Babe and Babe. Like, what's his name? His name Babe. Like, all right, bitch, cool. Right, right. Like, oh, okay, all right, oh, oh. All, all, okay, girl. I guess. Okay. All right, if you say so, child. Like, is this, is this short for Baylor? Like, like it's short for we don't believe you. We don't like, bitch. We don't believe you. You need more people. You more need a man. People. That's what... <laughs> we are horrible people. <laughs> yeah, we are. <clears throat> That's really all I have for Kenya. Like, just, I don't know. I just thought it was strange that this father you're supposed to be so close with, you didn't even let him know you was eloping. He found out on the blogs. He said, right. I had people calling me asking, was it true? And I didn't even know what to say. Like, wow. That's right. nuts. I think that's the part that took me back a little bit. He was, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that that was weird to me. But then, goddamn, let's talk. I want to talk about Cynthia real quick because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Cynthia is a beautiful woman. She is. But she is a dingbat. And I'm going to tell you why. Cynthia filed for divorce. Cynthia initiated the divorce. Peter wanted to even try to fix it and work on it. She wanted the divorce. So to hear her whining, begging, and throwing a temper tantrum because Peter didn't want to come to her 50th birthday party was so strange to me. And it reminds me of just how much people try to keep contact with their exes so that they don't have to be completely alone. Like they always want the opportunity to be able to call that person and that person drive what they're doing when they want them to. Yeah. Yeah, like, how do you, what did you expect from the man you divorced? You expect him to be like, you know what, boo, I'll be there. I'll be right, there with bells right. and whistles on. I got, no. freak, I got freak of fly in my house. Uh, I'll be there. No, fuck your birthday. If you wanted me there, we should have stayed married and worked through our issues. Right, like oh. I wanted to do. And I don't even care for Peter, but I just don't see the, the point in trying to teeter-totter with your ex, especially when you the one that broke it off. That's correct. Like, let that like, let that man go on with his life and you go on with yours. You're a beautiful woman. You could find a date to your 50th party if that's what it's about. Right. Like, let folks go. If you are done with them, let them go. <coughs> Correct. Uh, and then, like, even her own daughter was like, uh, you. that conversation should have ended much sooner. Yeah, her daughter was pretty much like, Mom, you being creepy about this. Right. She like, I'm being creepy? Yeah, you being very fucking creepy. Right, you got read by your own daughter. But I think her 50th birthday party was super cute. The theme of it, you know, like yeah. everybody got to dress in a Cynthia look. Yeah, I, I liked it. It was, it was, I agree, it was cute. I liked it. Uh, I, I know, like, it ain't going to take us long to finish this because we about to go to the elephant in the room. Portia, girl, bye. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me tell you. Ooh. Portia is mad at Nene because Nene went on Watch What Happens Live and said that Portia and Phaedra absolutely should have been let go for that stunt, that fiasco, that gross misconduct against Candy. They both should have been let go from the show for that. And you know what? Nene is absolutely right. She is she's correct. Now, Nene is wrong on a lot of things. Nene wrong on a lot of shit. But on this, wrong on, she she got the wrong nose. She, got <laughs> she keep the wrong wig. She got the right money, but on this situation, Nene 
Lanithia Leakes was absolutely right that if Phaedra was to be fired, so should have Portia. Yeah. Because I am very tired of people acting like Portia is so dumb that she didn't know what she was doing and Phaedra was pulling all the strings. Yeah. Like, seriously, you know damn well that that girl ain't tried to no drug you, had no thoughts about no drugging you, and her and her husband having her way with you. And furthermore, if somebody were to tell me some shit like that, I am going directly to them, hey, Phaedra told me that you said that you and Todd should have drugged me and had y'all away with me. Like, nigga, that is a direct, that is a directly affecting my safety. Like, like that's my- not no shit. Like, you hold in, and like that whole last season, she acted like she was too scared to say where she got the source of that information from just to find out it was Portia. Oh, trifling, goofy ass. Um, I mean, Phaedra. So, yeah. Right. I agree with Nene. Like, Portia was equally as guilty as Phaedra, and acting like Portia was some tragic victim to Phaedra's manipulation is really trash. Yeah, and then, like, how, well, we'll get to it, like, how well, Portia tried to, like, at the party, like, go up the, uh, to to Candy, like, everything was okay. Like, oh, hey, I spoke, girl, like, girl, sis, sis, niece, please, what are you doing? Goddamn most, that's what you're doing. Yep. And so at the event, Portia trying to have words with with Nene, like, we not friends because friends wouldn't say I need to be fired and blah, blah, blah. Girl, ain't nobody your goddamn friend, for real. Everybody think what you did was trash. Right. Like, it's not an elephant in the room. Like, everybody pretty much has said that they think that shit is trash. So it's not like it's, I mean, it's not like you know, it's a well-kept secret. Oh, speaking of side note, I thought Sheree looked really good. Uh, yeah, Sheree did look really good. Yeah, continue. No, that that was it. It was just kind of like uh, the I think the the primary focus was uh, Nene and Portia this first episode, but also like what would possess Portia to come in and hug? Uh, Candy. Yeah, like bitch, please. You got a lot of fucking nerve. The whole, a whole ass case of nerve from farmers market. And uh, I feel like Candy a better person than I'll ever be because I would have punched the shit out of Portia. I'd have knocked that goddamn wig off her head. I felt like you could tell, like uh, in like in the scenes, at least to me, it took everything in Candy to be like, bitch. Like I like you said, like punching her face. Like to me, I could just sense the maybe not punch her, but at least like. Shake her or shake her off or something. Like I, I just felt like something it took Candy a level of restraint to just be like, you know what? I'm not gonna strike. That's okay. As soon as I saw her leaning in for the hug, I would have been like, No ma'am. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember uh remember uh on Twitter like a couple of years ago, like Ashy niggas were having them no ma'am, no ma'am tweets and no ma'am shirts? Yeah. That's how that's how Candy should have been uh Portia. Like no ma'am. Yeah, no, ma'am. Nope. 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 What the fuck we not finna do? Nope. But yeah, I think I think. Uh, also, speaking of speaking of Candy, mwah, titties looking nice, girl. Bravo. Candy looks really good. She does. She does. I'm not gonna lie. Most of the girls, everybody looked really good. Nene looked all right from the neck down. <laughs> Like I want her uh 
I want her to leave her face alone. I do. Yeah. Because honestly, there was never anything really wrong with Nene's face that plastic surgery could really fix. Nene just has really pronounced features. And now she's starting to look like an alien. Yeah, so we so are, are we gonna address the, the many stages of the nose? The, 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 hey, the title of the episode was 50 Shades of what it was, 50 Shades of Cynthia? Yeah. The title should have been 50 Shades of, of Nose. No, it literally like nose and no. 50 right. Shades of No on them goddamn noses. Look, them noses. Like, and like you said, like she, she just. I don't know. It's just the nose. It's just it's just so much. It's all over the place. Like nigga, if she, like if if she if she sneezes, I don't know if she gonna like no. It's like if she if she blow her nose, I don't know if she gonna blow snot or shrap metal at this point. Okay, we gonna go silent on me. Okay, cool. Cause you know. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll take that. However, in my defense, it's not no. the most. It's not the worst thing I see. It's getting close. <laughs> You know what? Fair. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it. Like it, like you said, the the, the it was pretty dry. It was basically focused on Portia and uh, and Nini and that. It, it was more, pretty much. It was pretty anticlimactic to me. Like the highlights was how good. Like like everybody looked good. I think the highlights were like how good Candy looked. Uh, it was good to see uh, a charade and. This shit with Kenya basically had basically having a a a a a, a, a Manti Teo boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever the hell. Yeah. But I think it that's pretty much it. Problems. Yeah, I can't I can't think of nothing else. I think we covered pretty much all the important stuff. Yeah. Uh, so next week I'll give you some I'll give you a chance to like see if you want to catch up on uh uh married to medicine. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll take if you do, we'll add it in the lineup. If not, I'll just live tweet it, you know, from, yeah. from the page or whatever, and keep, you know, and keep it there. But if if it's not something that really interests you, uh, we don't gotta get too deep into it. But marriage boot camp, though, nigga. Nigga. Nigga, nigga, nigga. What time it come on tonight? Uh, it come on at nine p.m. Eastern time. Okay, so, so yeah, it come on half hour. Um, I am waiting for them to bring goddamn Tara into the season because I know that they've been watching him go outside and call her every night. They got to bring her in. They got to. Like, what's the it's, point if you don't do it? What's the point? Like, it's only right. It's all, We deserve for the theater. We deserve. So, um, I think that's about it. I think that's it. Yeah. So, hey, listen. We getting out of here. Uh, join us <clears throat> Sundays and Mondays and Wednesdays for live tweeting. I actually figured out I could watch the show from my iPad through the streaming app. So I, I probably, yeah, so we could definitely, you know, start alternating live tweeting uh, Real Housewives and then, you know, I come in and do Married to Medicine or whatever. But um, yeah, catch, come come live tweet with us Sundays, Mondays, and Wednesdays. Even uh, even Fridays, if I got some people that watch it, watch uh, Married Boot Camp, you know, I'll hop on and live tweet that. We could laugh about that, joke about that. And this week, today going forward, be good to each other. Be good to people. Treat people how you would want people to treat you or treat the people closest to you. And, and protect who you can protect. And if you can't, find somebody bigger than you that can protect everybody. For real. But yeah, uh, anything else? Uh, oh, I do. Don't forget to check out Crown and Collard. Uh, 
that's really our that's the parent show so yep. you check out crown and collars with jeremy and dan uh i always want to thank uh the cspn network for giving me a chance to bring my ratchet to the airways and yeah that's all i gotta have a good weekend guys Yep, and um, as we put having the uh, show description in the tagline, govern your wigs accordingly. Um, never go full Judy, and like Candace said, be good to each other, and y'all have a blessed weekend, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>